Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everybody. This is Chris coming to you live from Australian quarantine. It's really interesting landing in Australia. I tell you, they take it seriously here. You arrive, and it's a bit like that scene in ET when they go into ET's house and they have the hazmat suits and that polytunnel. You arrive, and they put you in a van with a police escort that drives you. From the airport to your government hotel. And then when you arrive, there's people in hazmat suits all like waving at you in slow motion as they like usher you through the, the car park and make you like stop. It all feels like it's in slow motion, make you like stop every couple of minutes and like push this big dispenser that's got hand stuff in it, hand disinfectant. Losing my words, I've been alone for 10 days. And then you go up to your room. And they shut the door and they say, You're not allowed to open it. It has this little sign on my door that I'm looking at. Keep this door closed. And then it says, Wear your mask. You don't have to wear your mask in your room. But I'm in my room and I've got a bed, you know, so we went for the deluxe option. I've got a little desk where I'm sitting talking to you. There's a chair. And they bring you food three times a day. And they knock on your door. It's crazy. They knock on your door and then they run away. So you, I've never been able to open the door and see the person who dropped the food off, but they drop it off in a bag. Very nice food. I'm going to give them a shout out. It's the Pullman Adelaide. They've been brilliant. But yeah, it is, it is fascinating compared to the way they deal with it in the UK. And then, so this will give you an example of how seriously they take it here in Australia compared to the UK. When you open your hotel room door to get, e.g. your food, you're supposed to wear your mask. When I went to put my rubbish out, which has to happen every day at 3pm. Fascinating. I opened the door and I put my rubbish bin outside. I wasn't wearing my mask. I forgot. Also, I thought I didn't have to if there wasn't going to be someone on the other side. I checked through the peeper hole that there was no one on the other side. Cut to minding my own business, but five minutes later, and I get a phone call to the room that says, hello, this is the Australian police. You opened your door five minutes ago and put your rubbish out but you were not wearing your mask we saw on the cctv so that gives you a small idea of how seriously they take it here and i've got to say hats off to them because when i do get out of quarantine there is barely any covid out there people don't wear masks you can do whatever you want so yeah and so chatting to you lot as the highlight of my well it's the highlight of my week anyway <laughs> what am i saying but let me take a moment here for any newcomers to say welcome to Homo Sapiens Extra. Homo Sapiens Extra is where we read you beautiful listeners' emails, your messages, your voice notes, 
your DMs. We do LGBTQ plus news. We do topic of the week where we discuss a burning issue that is rumbling away within the LGBTQ plus community. I do some agony uncling. We do culture club where we talk about what we're watching, what we're reading, what we're cooking. And I'm going to be calling Scotty this week, who is at Scotty is fat on Instagram, because our topic of the week is body image. And does the LGBTQ plus community have a problem with body image? Well, we did a survey online, guys, with you, and the answer was pretty unequivocal, but all will be revealed. And also, I want to know what you thought of our chat with Jamila Jamil. Isn't she great? If you missed it, you can always listen again by downloading from your favourite podcast provider or your second favourite. I'm not fussy. All I want is for you to hear it. Slight issue with the aircon in my room today. Mark downstairs is all over it, but it's absolutely, I'm sweating. So give me one second. I'm just going to turn up the aircon and see if that works. Mark came in here to check my aircon. He had a laser on him. It's the first person I'd seen in 10 days and he had a laser and he was in a full hazmat suit. Let's do some emails and messages first up. I have loved all your messages about how Homo sapiens has helped you during lockdown and the festive season. It is an honour to be of any use to any of you, I tell you. It's why I get out of bed in the morning. That and the dog barking. And a lot of you have been going back through the Homo sapiens archives, which is always lovely to see. Some real gems back there. Owen Jones was our first ever episode. Still love it. Bissy Alimi. Love that chat. Now, Anne from the northeast of the UK has written in. Hi, Chris and Alan. Just wanted to say thanks for delivering a consistently interesting, enlightening and funny podcast. And I wish you'd written my school reports. I've listened from the beginning and I can't think of any episodes where I've not gained some insight. I live in a not very cosmopolitan northeast town. I am a straight 50 plus woman, but your interviews from all sorts of countries and backgrounds have opened up a whole new world to me, which I find fascinating. Yes to straight people listening. I love that. This is a big old family. Everybody is welcome. Quite a few of the people interviewed were not familiar to me, so I would Google them so I could put a face to the name. This has probably been my biggest learning curve, that you certainly shouldn't judge a book by the cover, none more so in the case of Yves Mathieu. I can't imagine coming across anyone as passionate, intelligent and as eloquent as he is. Keep up the good work. And kiss. And what a delight for you get, of you getting in touch. Thank you. And I love that you loved Yves. I mean, if you want to see more Yves, he's just released a single. So go to his Instagram at Eavesdropper. Hit the, what is it people say? Smash the like button. Buy a single, that probably be better. I think you probably prefer you buy the single. Little sip of beer. Don't mind telling you I'm having a beer. I haven't drunk very much over the course of the uh, quarantine, though. Just going to flag. Next, we've got a message from Johnny. Chris and Alan, you nailed it. The podcast has been such an important part of my lockdown, and I'm thrilled that you brought it to us this year. Thank you so much for your commitment to it. It can't be easy, but it must always be fun. Well, you know what? It is an absolute delight to bring it to you all, Johnny. I cannot tell you of a thing that has been more nutritious and rewarding for me in my entire life. And I include the day my little doggy Ridley arrived, who I'm missing, actually. Do I miss the barking? Question mark. Back to Johnny. I'm so psyched about Cindy Lauper and Tom Allen coming up in 2021. Ugh, both beautiful interviews for different reasons, I will add. And all the other gifts you have for us. Keep being ace and looking forward to another year of you guys. Way! Thanks, Johnny. And it's so lovely. The great thing about this lockdown business is that we are recruiting so many new listeners to the Homo sapiens family. Welcome one, welcome all, as they say. Sounds like a bit like the beginning of the Royal Variety performance or something. 
about to have chicken a- dance from Bill Oddie or something. Some of you have been good enough to get in touch and tell us some of your thoughts about um, or, or personal reflections on Topic of the Week. And so this is a great one. This is from Becky in Devon in the UK. Hi, I stumbled across your podcast while making myself a playlist for a long drive at Christmas. I started with the one on monogamy and haven't looked back. I listened to a few of the recent ones and now I've gone right back to the beginning and currently somewhere in 2017. I just wanted to say a huge thank you. The podcast is wonderful and it is really cheering me up. Ah, Becky, we aim to please. My relationship with my partner of five and a half years ended at the end of November. We are both bisexual and I had asked if we could try opening our relationship up as I really felt that I needed to explore and express the other parts of myself after a long time of monogamy with him. Sadly, my partner was not really up for this and broke up with me. Oh, Becky. After getting together with someone else. Ooh, okay. Okay. Okay, Becky. It has been a really tough few weeks, but listening to your episode on monogamy was really helpful for me and helped me to accept that wanting to explore a polyamorous, 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 poly something way of doing relationships does not make me a bad person and that monogamy really does not work for everyone, which is okay. It was great to hear what is still quite a taboo subject, very taboo in my opinion. Uh, that's me adding on to Becky's words, uh, subject being discussed so openly. Homo sapiens has become a wonderful ray of light for me in these dark winter months as I try to navigate my way through and out the other side of this breakup. I also really appreciate how much it makes me feel connected to the wider community of LGBT plus people as I do not have a lot of LGBT friends local to me. Thank you and keep up the good work. Becky and Devon. I am so thankful to you, Becky, that you took the time to write in. Thank you so much. One of the very first things that we talked about when we wanted to make this podcast was about how unless you live in one of those big cosmopolitan hubs, it's really hard to have a lot of LGBT people around you. And you saying that is the, literally the whole reason we make this podcast. And I'm really pleased that we can offer some form of connection for you when you're going through a f- shitty breakup plus COVID. I mean, it's really hard. And I'm really sorry to hear that. Someone gave me a wicked bit of advice when I broke up with someone. Yes, there were tears. Yes, there was stamping. They said to me, do whatever you want. Within reason, Becky. Uh, But do whatever you want for a bit. So don't overthink it. Like if you want to sit in bed and just watch telly for a bit, do that if you want to. I mean, the list is pretty short in COVID times. Go see a friend. No, sorry. Call someone. You could call someone. Have a Zoom. If in doubt, have a Zoom. But yeah, just do whatever you want for a bit. And I find that really helps. And, um, And I hope that we are also helping in some tiny way and yes to making up your own rules about monogamy it's not discussed it's this one size fit all thing with relationships and that is bananas there are many versions of it on the spectrum and everybody's got to work out together what it is that works for them and i wish you all the best and please will you stay in touch and keep us posted on all things becky i've also been loving your feedback about whether being LGBTQ plus has impacted your finances. And someone who will remain anonymous has written in about joint finances and the complications this can bring. Bloody great episode, it says. It's such a taboo subject, especially the bit about joining finances. That is a huge thing that I'm glad me and my husband did, even though I was very much like you, chaos, and my husband was the order. When he passed away, it means that obviously our money is still mine, etc. However, I wanted to say that this still didn't mean that we didn't have trouble. 
It is a long story, but in short, they closed the whole account down and cancelled things without my knowledge. I found this out several days after his death when using a card and getting a call that a bill had been declined. It took several bank visits and lengthy phone calls, and several times we were referred to as Mr. and Mrs. God, that is just so awful to be losing your husband and having to go through that kind of crap all in all just want to say that i hope the episode makes people or couples sit up and arrange things because you never know what's around the corner and it's always good to get things organized something that now my whole family all heterosexual relationships have done after what happened so true it's that thing it's, it reminds me a little bit of the monogamy thing it's about grasping the nettle talking about the difficult things M- you know me and my husband we did a will together if, you, if anyone has ever written their will it is the weirdest experience so you go to this place well, there are probably many ways you can do it. You can also do it online. I'm sure there's an app for it as well, which the um, reason I'm saying that is because it makes it easier. We met with a person who did our will, and they do this crazy thing. It's, it's like being in like a dystopian sci-fi movie. So they go, if there's an item, uh, like a piece of jewellery, the necklace that you want to leave to someone if you die. So you go, if I die, that necklace can go to my children. And they go, cool, okay. And they write down children, and then they go... So if you and your children die at the same time, who would you like it to go to? And you're like, oh, God, I mean, I haven't thought about that. I'm like, um, to my mum. They're like, cool. They write down your mum. Then they're like, so if your children and your mother and you die at the same time, where would you like it to go? And you're like, Jesus Christ, what is this? Um, I don't think we're ever going to travel together ever again. And it goes on and on. So it's kind of a weird thing. I realise I'm putting you off doing your will as I'm saying out loud, that you should all be doing it. But it's really good. It's a really good thing to do. And I'm really sorry that that happened with them getting all the bloody details wrong to the person who wrote this in. My mum had a similar situation when my dad died. It was awful. Listen, thank you all for writing in with those beautiful emails. We love hearing from you. So please continue to get in touch. Send us your emails, your comments, your questions. Send us your agony uncles for crying out loud. It's hello at homosapienspodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at homosapiens and you can D- DM us. Facebook, we're at homosapienspodcast. And thank you to all those people who've got in touch with me, by the way, saying, oh, I hear you're in Australia. That's very kind of you. Much appreciated. bit of lgbtq plus news but a good news for us have you all seen this cadbury's cream egg ad and there's a little article here from attitude cadbury's cream egg goes gay with inclusive advert featuring a sticky same-sex kiss it's fucking great do you know what like chocolate or no chocolate i think just layering in representation across the board so that one day we don't even have to have these news stories i think is great it says here, Cabris has taken a step forward for LGBTQ representation in their latest advert by including the unexpected sight of a same-sex couple kissing while simultaneously noshing on a cream egg. Well, listen, it's lockdown. You've got to be imaginative. Whatever gets you through, I say. Now, other good news. That's something that made me so happy. Eddie Izzard has adopted the pronouns she and her, saying she wants to be based in girl mode from now on. The actor and comedian made the announcement during an appearance on the Sky Arts series Portrait of the Year, in which she described herself as gender fluid. Oh, that's great. Izzard said it was the first time she had asked to be referred to with exclusive she, her pronouns, pronouns while making a television programme. And it feels great adding one life, live it well. Yes, Eddie, I'm so happy for you. I love, love, love 
that what we're seeing is so many people later in life that as the language is is coming to the fore people are saying that is me that's for me and finally feeling seen i suppose so massive congratulations to eddie oh let's get her on the podcast that would be amazing and thirdly which is a nice little segue listeners to our topic of the week it's a great article about body positivity the heading is the body positivity community can be toxic too but we just don't talk about it it's uh harper's bazaar it's very interesting another angle on what we're about to talk about so without further ado it's like a wedding this isn't it that leads us nicely to topic of the week here's the question it's body image does the lgbtq plus community have a problem with body image do you think we hold ourselves to too high standards? Do you see lots of body shaming within the queer community? Or is this a universal problem and nothing to do with being queer? Well, all I'm going to say is you lot don't sit on the fence because we had such a massive response to this poll. The question being, does the LGBTQ plus community have a body image problem? 90% of you said yes. We've got a voicemail from Harry. Hey, I just thought I'd contribute. I'm a fat person. I talk about body positivity a lot on my profile and i think generally speaking there's a lot more openness to different body types but the intrinsic kind of fat phobia that's in a lot of us um whether you're you know straight cis or 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 you're queer is still very much present and you know i can't really speak for straight people i'm not straight but (laughs) but i know that in the lgbt community i've certainly experienced flat out rejection and judgment based on how I look and I'm not sure why that is but it's rife and I think a lot of people talk the talk when it comes to body acceptance but they don't necessarily walk the walk. The LGBTQ plus community survives on inclusion and it survives on acceptance and I think fatness is one of those final hurdles along with I think, racial inequality that the LGBTQ plus community just hasn't got over yet. I think there's been so many strides made in so many areas, but I I think that there's an enormous um, exclusion of fat people, unless it's in the kind of context of a fetish um, or a tribe or whatever, which to me isn't really true holistic acceptance. That's just kind of lustful and undermining in some ways you know um in other ways it's celebratory which is great but yeah Mm, harry thank you that's really interesting at harry hitchens on instagram if you want to follow him harry is heavily involved in the ban gay conversion therapy instagram account as well who are doing good work but yeah it's really interesting isn't it because you know the reason we all band together as lgbtq plus people is because we are underserved and underrepresented but then we have these kind of things within the community where we are then excluding people and you know he likened it to race and the issues that are massive on grinder with racism on grinder and stuff that we should um we've talked about a lot on this podcast but should talk about more and the idea of fetish with bigger bodies is really interesting and i am reminded of um i'm going to slightly get the words wrong but hopefully the gist correct that when we interviewed jeremy o'harris as a young queer black man he was saying that 
you know, you can feel like you are fetishized by people for your blackness. And actually, they're not seeing you, they're seeing their fetish in you. And I think that um, there's a parallel there with what Harry's talking about, that is really, really interesting, and needs to be addressed with more inclusion, more acceptance. And also, like, you know, when I look at my Instagram, you know, when you go to that explore thing, it's really interesting. Like, it serves me so many pictures of hot, topless men. Do I click on them? I'm human. But I also do click in the right-hand corner and click not interested because I'm trying to get rid of them. But it just keeps serving you them again and again because I think because... I actually think it's because I follow a lot of LGBTQ plus accounts and that that kind of... That sort of body perfection thing is adjacent to that for some reason. And... um yeah, it's really interesting that we just need to expand the narrative. What is an attractive body? What is a worthy body? You know, it's so narrow. Oh, well, there's good timing. Do you know what's just arrived? My dinner. Hang on a sec. It's been dropped at the door. Let's see. I have to put my mask on. Veg dinner. Capiscum. What does it say? Braised capiscum. Okay. Anyway, I've got a little bag and I've got a yogurt and I've got a cream rice pudding. You see, I'm going to eat it all because um, I love my body and I love me. Let's have a look. A message from Inna in Denmark while I tuck into my rice pudding. Hi, Homo Sapiens Podcast. This is your listener, Inna from Denmark. And here are my two cents about body image. I think it's more of a general problem than a queer problem. At least I've never felt as secure in my body as I do around the queer community. I also live with three other women right now, around 27, 28, and two of them are queer too. And it's just, everything is acceptable. You can shave, you can not shave, you can gain or lose weight, you can put on makeup or not give a fuck about that. And it's just very liberating. And I've always felt quite insecure in my body, especially around men straight men especially and I just don't in the same way anymore I feel much better and it's great I'm currently dating one of those men and he only told me recently after over a year of dating that he had to get used to my often unshaved pits armpits in the beginning and he didn't say a word to me because he could see that I didn't care like I like my unshaven pits once in a while and he knew it was his issue so he got over it and now it's a thing we laugh about. And I think right now everyone has potentially more issues with their bodies as we're in lockdown and quarantine and we gain a few pounds. And we just need to go easy on ourselves and others. Be nice to each other and I look forward to your 2021 episodes. Bye. Ah, oh, Inna, what a lovely message. Also, Denmark is all I can say. The Danes are just amazing, amazing, amazing people who are always so inclusive and em- embracing and loving and open-minded and in a, and her whole gang she's living with just confirmed that. I just love it. And, you know, she's saying being kind there, which is something, you know, which is so true. As our North Star, Harry Styles says, treat people with kindness. And I think we can say the other thing to remember is not just treat people with kindness, treat your body with kindness, you know, like... Oh, can you hear that? My new next door neighbour's playing music rather loudly. Well, I must get them round for drinks. Oh, no, I can't. Um, So 
yeah, I think that's really, really, a really lovely, good point. And I, d- I don't know what you all listening think about this, but I think there's a really interesting point that there feels like there are two schools of queerness. One school is that there are these bodies like this kind of ultra fit body with six packs and all of that kind of world to generalize, which is about trying to ascribe to old ideas of what it is to be, for example, masculine in that way that like a lot of queer people feel like they have failed at being a man. So they have to show that they are actually going to make it all right in other areas. Therefore, they're going to have the amazing body. They're going to have the amazing job. They're going to have the amazing car. And then there's this other kind of new, bright, new, beautiful dawn of people who are actually embracing this idea that like male, female, gender queer, gender fluid, whatever you are, you can be whatever you want, wherever on the spectrum you can be you can have armpit hair as a man as a woman as a as whatever it doesn't matter and i feel like it's those two different universes are bubbling up and one of them the you know is feeling quite dated and i think it's about treating your body with kindness and treating yourselves with kindness one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Next up, we've got a voice message from Nick. Let's have a listen. So I used to be quite overweight. I, I had a great ex-boyfriend who I uh, was very happy with, who was an amazing chef. And I uh, used to devour all of his cooking. After the breakup, I really wasn't happy with my body. And since then, I've sort of really tried to embrace the, the fitness drive. But you get this weird thing where you're chasing an ideal which is unattainable. You're, you're never realistically going to look like a personal trainer or a fitness model. So even though I have, you know, something resembling a six pack some of the time, <laughs> that gets fetishized, but then is also viewed as both a pro and a negative, because I'm obviously trying too hard. If I've got that, I'm obviously basic as fuck. So you get this weird thing where some people make negative assumptions about you because of the way you look. Other people will push that you're still not at the ideal. So even though you're putting in the work, you might as well not bother because you're never going to look like that unattainable goal. Funny thing is, you know, I still occasionally get comments um, which are pretty derogatory and hurtful, um, you know, saying that I don't have proper abs or I'm tensing too much or I should give up. And it's just there's this weird sort of teardown culture, I think. Um, I think it comes from a lot of gay men or a lot of queer men being unhappy with their relationship with their bodies and sport and exercise from their youth and then seeing sort of mass-produced perfect bodies in the media, which feels unattainable because it is. It feels a lot like um, we've gotten to the stage where, you know, there's a an almost um, 
porn aesthetic that gets pushed where you have to look like a Abercrombie and Fitch model uh, or Sean Cody boy or something to, to be desirable. But at the same time, by having a relationship between your own body and personal fitness, you're automatically basic and shallow and hurting other people. And I, I think the whole thing is really toxic and needs unpicking. Um, but the only way we can do that is by properly sharing more diverse bodies and showcasing other kinds of attractiveness. Because if everyone can be celebrated and admired, then hopefully we can stop some of the sort of self-harm which seems to exist. Hmm. So I think it's a really interesting thing about being LGBTQ plus in general, which is that sport, which is allegedly something you're supposed to love as a kid, is this profoundly traumatic part of you growing up. Let's say you're trans, there's massive dysphoria around your gender and changing rooms and nakedness and all of that. Or if, you know, I was just a gay boy who couldn't kick. And so you just really, like so often you really disengage from that world at school but then you go out on the gay scene for the first time and you walk into these nightclubs everybody had their top off everyone had an amazing body and you were definitely like immediately you were put into a lane of like you're not that kind of person i remember me and my friend walking around a nightclub dtpm on a sunday night that was a night um sunday night i mean that says it all really it but everybody there had their top off and everybody there had a six-pack everybody had an amazing body and we were like the two people walking around in like an oxford button-down collar shirt looking like sore thumbs there's a real expectation that you look like that when you hit that world for the first time and i think i found that really traumatic and i thought oh fucking you know i'm supposed to have this body but uh, this makes me a shit gay person but the thing that we've all become disconnected with is the performative element of having healthy, fit bodies has disconnected us from the fact that it's about feeling good. That's what exercise is for and having energy and all of that kind of stuff. Like that's why you should have that body. If people want to turn it into other stuff, that's fine. But, you know, uh, I think it's just trying to remember to do it to quote the Joe, great Joe Wicks, you know, do it to feel good. And this porn aesthetic that has permeated everywhere, I think, is something that there is no... I feel really strongly about just really trying not to chase it. And also, like, if it is, if it is preoccupying you, like, think about why. What do I think about me that isn't worth attention without this body? Thank you, Nick. Now... We've got a message from Tom Bird. He says, I think, or rather hope, the problem of body image in the LGBTQ plus community is getting better. And the more we show different body types in our media, precisely, Tom, the more people will be accepting of them in the real world. I've not been on the scene for a long time. Well, Tom, we've all been dealing with COVID and don't know what it's like on the apps. Uh, carnage would be my one word description. But I hope people have learned to be more accepting due to the imposed situations, which can be isolating. And so they won't isolate others due to their differences. Tom, that's lovely. There's more that unites us than divides us. Kiss. Yes, Tom. And we've got one last little voice note from Stu. Hello, Homo sapiens. My name is Stu Oakley, co host of the queer parenting podcast Some Families. Now, body shaming, you've asked about in the gay community. In my opinion, it is rife. But let me tell you, as a gay dad of three who has always suffered 
uh, with some kind of body issue. Uh, nothing is infuriating me more now than the term dad bod, especially in the gay community. Gays everywhere are getting thirsty about what they see as a dad bod, which to me tends to be nothing like a true dad bod because it usually consists of man boobs, a paunch belly, saggy love handles uh, mixed with a muffin top fabulous fatty combo which is generally built up after the lack of time to exercise and the endless leftover chicken nuggets and beige foods that are generally just laying around everywhere. Um, But to a gay, dad bod seems to be a live fitness model, say, who has literally just had a teeny bit of bloat. So gays, when it comes to dad bod, stop it. It's not a dad bod. Yes, Stu, who hosts the best podcast, Some Families Podcast, go and have a listen. I am, not just because I'm a guest on it next season or whenever that's out, but um, go and have a listen. Episodes are available. But Stu makes such a good point. It's hysterical. Dad bod is this like, phrase that has been co-opted by like Page Six News or whatever, those, or the Daily Mail, where they go like, Chris Pratt shows off dad bod, and you click on the picture, because why wouldn't you? And... He's got a bloody six pack. It's like, it's ridiculous. I'll show you a dad bod and I'm not even a dad. Here's me wittering away when I could be talking with one of the loveliest people on Instagram that I know. He's called Scotty. His account is at Scotty is fat on Instagram. He's got his own podcast. It's called After the Tone. He presents on BBC Loose Ends. He's a writer. He's an artist. He's a director. And he is a uniquely witty and clever voice in, I suppose, the body positivity movement he's a big guy himself he speaks about it a lot i i suspect because he's very funny he probably has a real problem with the phrase body positivity but i knew when we were doing this i wanted you guys to hear him talk because he's very clever and funny and kind and i adore him and talk about treating people with kindness scotty is that so i'm gonna dial him now is it working hello hey we're talking about body image let's start with a big question does the lgbtq plus community have a problem with body image well i think the short answer is yes but that sort of comes with caveats because we are a very multifaceted community of lots of different letters Mm. so if you were to ask me you know like gender non-conforming people have an issue with body image it would be a very different sort of answer to what i'd give you about what i think gay men are going through this culture that is very toxic i think gay men have adopted glorified and franchised some of the ideals that have been put upon them so this idea that being too gay too femme who are feminine, Mm -hmm. is to be considered ugly. What's happened is we've created a culture and even branded it mask, mask for mask, in which this is the ideal space to be. Even saying these things is clumsy because, like, one rule doesn't fit all, right? I was very lucky that I found fat queers and fat lesbians and people who identified as fat dykes. And they took me as a little baby gay under their wing and made me into a very confident fat person I am today. But I did experience, you know, I think particularly in our cultures, people think, oh, well, then they're bears for that. Um, <laughs> I mean, even bear culture has adopted this idea of mask is best. Mm. To be fat is to be ugly. It's actually to be podgy or thick is the ideal. It's a multi-layered thing it's interesting because you know you're talking about weight 
and then in the same breath we're talking about masculinity and it's funny how they are conflated and confused this is you know we've talked about this a lot on the podcast and one of the things that i have often thought talking about gay men because that's my personal experience and i don't want to oversimplify anyone else's but like you know to be a gay man feels like you've taken a hit you've done something there's something less about you but if you can be an ultra masculine a very heterosexual idea of what the best gay man is that might make it better I feel like that's a subconscious pursuit for some. And if you read a book called The Velvet Rage, you know, there's a lot of that stuff in there. But um, it's never that simple. But it feels like it's part of the root of what's going on for a lot of gay men, would you say? Totally. I think that's a really astute thing to point out here, that actually there isn't just sexuality that's going on. It's gender, which is also happening. Something that we forget about when we talk about gay men in this homogenous body is that also, as well as being gay or queer, there are also men. And so there are also men who are living under really aggressive body-negative capitalism. There are also men who are dealing with toxicity and the ideals of what it is to be male and masculine. And on top of that, there's this other layer of, sort of gayness or queerness. And so I think trying to distill those two things sexuality and gender is helpful when we're thinking about how we feel about our bodies. Actually, I think there's a lot of housework that needs to be done within the community. We're seeing huge factors which are based on gender and this gender debate that is happening that are putting other people's bodies up for question, up for debate. Mm. And I think that also filters down to how we feel regardless if we're trans or not about our bodies we've got a community that you know largely socializes now or engages with each other through the apps that is a really toxic space i'm not saying anything new here we understand those spaces but that is done to many people who um, sit outside of that very narrow margin of acceptability in our community has just made us feel even worse about ourselves. But you said there's a lot of housekeeping that needs to be done within the community. Will you just say a bit more about that? What kind of things are we all doing to each other? What we've seen over the last few years is a real fracture within the community, particularly around gender, particularly around groups of people that are not feeling seen or heard and other groups of people who feel like they're being violated and and erased. So I think it's really important as a global community to be able to go, okay, what needs to be done in the house? And, And to consider ourselves as a house, consider ourselves as a group of people that share some space who understand each other's or should understand each other's experience and it is not a competition. I think mm. that's something that I often get so frustrated about between these fractures is this idea that somebody else is winning. There's not mm. one golden ticket here, Hans. Like, mm. if one survives, we all survive. Like, we all need to look out for each other. You know, like, what can we do? We can really start to have conversations with each other about shame. I think shame is the starting point for so much of the body negativity in the community. Like, what does it matter how fat, how ginger, how femme I am to somebody else? Like, if that really bugs you so much so that you feel that you've got to send me some hateful comments, you've got to turn your nose at me when you see me in the street, you've got to, like, treat me in a certain way in a negative way 
I think you need to investigate what it is about yourself that you find so threatening about somebody else's existing. Oh, so true. I think there's lots that we can do, but it, it's going to take some difficult conversations and some difficult navigation. Mm. Well, these are wise words, Scotty. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And I'm I'm wondering if you would, given you're in wise mode, would do me the honour <laughs> of, of answering an agony uncle question with me. Oh, my God. I'd love to answer an agony uncle question. It says, I think my mum's new boyfriend isn't cool with me being queer. That's all it says. Hmm. So what do you think someone does when that's the case? So this person doesn't feel like the mum's new partner mm. likes them because they're queer. Now, you know, I'm a, I am a big fan, and I think this is a really working class trait. And so, you know, this comes with a massive disclaimer that it might not always work, and it might not work for you. But I'm a massive fan of what we do, is called having it out, where you just put something on the table and you go, do you not like me? Is there, is there something between us? And mm -hmm. opening up a generous conversation where it doesn't have to be um, battle axes, it doesn't have to be, you don't like me. There mm. could be a question that's put on the table in a really safe way with mum present that says, is there, is there something between us? Have I done mm. something to offend you? Um, am I annoying you in some way? You know, opening up with really sort of like open questions which aren't loaded. And who knows? It might be the smallest of things. It might be you chew too loudly when you eat. Now, also, I don't want to diminish this person's like thoughts and feels because mm. like we do have a sixth sense of the community where you're like that person just doesn't like me and i've mm. seen that there's so many straight pals have always gone oh, you think everybody hates you and i'm like you can just tell you just get a vibe mm. and do you know what if that person if your mum's new partner doesn't like you it's not going to be the end of the world because it's okay not to like each other but what i aim for is that we can always Oh, I love that. Scotty, this is brilliant advice. Uh, and I think that that is so important and so not said enough is that, you know, just bring it up with someone in a in a safe and reasonable way. But, you know, a lot of time, a lot of energy is expended on not talking about things. And if you can bring it up, I think the other thing is that, like, you know, some people have led lives where they haven't had to encounter people who are different. And that is not necessarily their fault and sometimes they just need some time to get their head around you and sort of going I always find going the extra 20% of showing them that you want to connect can often really really help and 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 actually they most people are thinking about themselves and if they're being funny with you it's because they think that they don't match up or you might not like them or you know so just giving a big strong signal that you you know want to make an effort with them can also really get rid of the problem yeah but also, like, if if that emotional labour is costing you too much and if it's not working and if you've tried, like, you don't need to try. You don't need to constantly be knocking on the door and spending yourself. And, you know, like, take that stuff, take that conversation to a friend who is a sympathetic ear and say to them, this guy that my mum's dating is a beep and he's really annoying me. And use that space. You know, I think... 
sometimes I talk a lot about going to therapy and I'm very lucky that therapy is accessible to me. But therapy can be formal and informal. Like there are, you have friends in your life that are more than willing to listen. And so sometimes some of the conversations that we want to have with people, they don't want to have with us, which is equally frustrating. Yeah, very true. Scotty, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. What a delight Scotty is. Go and follow him on Instagram if you haven't or if you don't already and listen to his podcast after the tone. Such a lovely man and I'm so pleased he took the time to chat to us. But guys, keep the conversation going on that. I want to hear more. If you've got more thoughts, write in hello at homosapienspodcast.com. All we've got time left for before next door continue their concert. I think she's on to Gypsy Kings now. Great taste. Is Culture Club. So let's have a look at what you've been watching. Loads of brilliant stuff. TV. Everybody is loving Bridgerton. Everybody's loving The Serpent. Queen's Gambit is still riding high. Great interview with uh, her from the Queen's Gambit on Graham Norton the other week. Lots of people watching How to Get Away with Murder. Haven't seen it myself. Film. Look at this. God's Own Country for the third time, says Clear's assistant. We tenet with a little mind explode emoji. Well, that's why I'm going to be watching later. Soul. So many of you have been watching Soul. I don't have a bloody Disney subscription, so I need to try and get it. But maybe that's what I'll do tonight. And then you've been listening to... You've been listening to Tay-Tay. All of you have been listening to Taylor Swift. And Brainstem has been listening to my lovely friend uh, Rod Thomas, a.k.a. Bright Light, Bright Light. Ella is listening to Kelsey Carter and Youngblood. I love Youngblood. I really want to get Youngblood on the podcast, actually. Oh, Eeyore's Bestie's been listening to Bowie all day, every day. Jesse West, still coming through. Ozan says, what's your pleasure? Ollie Ted Lewis has been listening to Charlie XCX. Well, it's always good. What have you been cooking, people? Tell me, tell me. It's Veganuary. Veganuary? Monan. Monan is eating vegan ramen. And Dimmy Booth has made vegan shepherd's pie. Yum. And lots of people doing Nigella's granola. AJ70, AJP78. Honeycat has been doing pasta with various things and always butter. Pasta with butter on. I mean, what, how could you go wrong? Oh, I love this. I think Jonkster speaks for us all where they say mini cheddars and a packet of munchies in the bath. I mean, honestly, that's a birthday party in my book. Thank you for that roundup. I'm locked in a room for 14 days, so any of those recommendations I'm going to be slowly working my way through. Once I've eaten my capiscum, whatever that is. Capiscum, tomato filled with brown rice, quinoa, herb, basil, crushed tomato, baked vegetables. That's my dinner. I'm going to eat it, I'm going to rub my belly, and I'm going to love my body, and I'm going to love you all, and I'm going to leave you all. Just for a week, guess who we have got coming up next week on the show? MJ Rodriguez from Pose. She is such a a delight i absolutely love her me and alan chatted her over zoom she is so inspiring such interesting stuff about how comic books and those comic book stories were such a massive part for her growing up realizing her own true identity as a trans woman and as a wider member of the lgbtq plus community and what it is to be different fascinating warm funny the perfect interview for anyone who's feeling like this whole coronavirus situation is getting you down please stay in touch hello at homosapienspodcast.com get in touch or follow us on at homosapiens or on facebook at homosapienspodcast and if you want to win a t-shirt please leave us a review on the podcast app apple podcasts 
Or if you want to buy one, go to everpress.com forward slash homo sapiens. You can get a t-shirt or you can get a sweater with homo sapiens written on it. I brought mine all the way to Australia because I wanted to spread the love. It has been a pleasure. It has been a delight. Thank you all so much for listening. And I will see you next time when I am a free man. I will be out of quarantine. Loads of love to you all. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 